Hey, rugby rant fans, it's Rob the Hammer Hammerschmidt. I'm here in Elkhorn, Wisconsin at Stillwater Coffee. I want to thank Karen and Kevin Seeger for letting us use their facility here for this special broadcast of the Rugby Rant podcast show. And we have an interview, but we're not doing a normal run, pass, or kick. We're doing a little something different called the Rugby Conversation, a little bit more casual. And I'm here with a special guest, the one of the newest members of the NOLA Gold, drafted third. Uh, in the third round by NOLA, um, I believe, Carm, you were uh, selected number 30th in the draft? Yeah. Okay. We have Carm uh, Consolino uh, from Elkhorn, Wisconsin, and AIC. Carm, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Our pleasure. It's uh, always good. I love to catch up with young guys that are coming into the league, walks of progress and development. So, And, of course, I'm a NOLA fan, as everybody that watched the show knows. I have more gear than most of the players. Um, so uh, this is a real casual conversation. We just want, I want fans to get to know you so that when they see you out on the pitch and when they see you with NOLA, they have a little bit more background on you and who you are and what you're about, where you come from and your rugby experiences. So I'm real gr- glad and excited to have you. Before we get into the conversation, I also want to thank one of our sponsors, Rugby Coffee. Uh, rugby Coffee, we are blessed to have them as sponsor. They share the values with Rugby, Rod- rugby Rant Podcast. Um, we want to grow rugby fans one fan at a time, and they want to grow rugby too. And so for those of you guys who enjoy coffee, enjoy good quality conversation like the one we're going to have, um, go find Rugby Coffee, rugbycoffee.com. They have two great North American blends, Jouet Jouet and Crowd Favorite are sold in North America. It is available right now. As a matter of fact, they're inside Stillwater. We're in a little bit of uh, a cup for us so we can enjoy some coffee and conversation. Uh, and they're wonderful in their values in that they give 10% of their proceeds back to youth rugby and youth rugby development. Remember, rugby coffee, it's a way of life. So we're going to get started here. And I want to start just at the basics in your beginnings. Um, here in Elkhorn, Wisconsin, southern Wisconsin, I call it just, uh, you know, uh, a satellite of Chicago, if you will. Um, tell, tell fans out there how you got started in rugby. Um, well, we have a men's or not men's we have a high school program here in Elkhorn um that a lot of guys when I was growing up um sixth and seventh grade a bunch of um my friends older brothers or or people that we knew in the high school were playing rugby in the time and uh, it was just a good time for us to go out um outside of football or you know wrestling because we're a big wrestling community here um you know just to go out and have some fun and uh you know play some smash mouth rugby and um it was fun um we got a lot of got a good numbers out there probably 60 70 guys um, and just kind of just had fun. I mean, it was kind of very not, not structured based, um, a lot of, you know, more of a social type of game, but, um, we did really truly try to make a standpoint in high school rugby, um, and the quality of the players that we had, um, just a bunch of dogs that really just, again, a bunch of wrestlers that really like to hit. Um, and my journey kind of just started off there and really in the beginning would have never thought rugby would have been my future here. Um, and this many years behind now, but, uh, it's definitely, it's a growing sport here in Elkhorn still. Um, and we try to branch off for the local communities or outside of Elkhorn, you know, um, for example, like Delavan and Burlington, um, we try to combine squads, get as many guys as we can, you know, just get the Southern Lakes community involved, um, and try to get rugby bigger here in the Southern Wisconsin. Well, you know, here at the Rugby Ramp podcast, we obviously like that because, Again, we like to grow rugby one fan at a time. It's certainly, um, it certainly, it, it, you give every impression that rugby is growing in the southern, uh, 
you know, Wisconsin and lakes community area. And it's wonderful to see. Um, and you guys kind of embody, seem to embody the, you know, that smash mouth idea, that Midwestern variety of rugby, where we're just going to go pound it and, and hit hard and we're going to be aggressive. Uh, so it's great to see uh, those rugby, um, uh, um, you know, uh, philosophy instilled in it. Um, talk about that, that rugby culture and in, in this, this area. Uh, there's obviously some really quality men's clubs. You've got Madison is represented really well. I know as a Blaze player, former Blaze player, we used to play Wisconsin Madison, um, and they were a really tough program. Uh, perennially, they were one of our fiercest competitors. And of course, there's Milwaukee. We always played Milwaukee quite a bit. Um, you know, talk about for fans out there who may not be from the Midwest. You know, what's this? You know, Wisconsin rugby culture like? Uh, so the Wisconsin rugby culture is, um, you know, I truly believe that uh, if we really made it competitive, Wisconsin could have some really talented rugby players. Um, and it's it's a very social game here in Wisconsin. Um, got a lot of men's clubs. The closest men's clubs to Elkhorn, um, which is actually our feeder program, um, it's actually O'Connor Walk, mm-hmm. uh, the r- rugby club up there. Um, they've always been, always been, we had a lot of our coaches play for them in past years or a lot of our guys outside of high school, um, if they're just kind of just trying want to continue rugby, they'll go up to play for Oconomowoc. Um, but again, with uh, bigger teams like WRC, um, the Barbarians, um, I've played with Green Bay as well. Um, I've kind of just played all over, roaming around. Um, you know, in future for myself, I'd like to get um, a men's program started here in Elkhorn because, um, again, I know I've had a lot of guys hit me up. Hey, you know, I see how far you're going. Let's try to get a club here in Elkhorn, you know, try to get it bigger here. And, you know, that's all I'm, what I'm about is trying to just engage the community, um, start a youth program here in Elkhorn and playing it. If we, if the guys want to, you know, if we can really get those guys to go out um, and, you know, kind of play all together on one squad, I think Wisconsin could really do some damage in the community, um, especially in the state. And we've kind of showed that here with um, Wisconsin selects and sevens. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we put a pretty good showing out, went to nationals two years ago. And um, this year, unfortunately, fell short in the Midwest, but still put out a pretty good showing. And I'm, I'm excited for what the future has. Absolutely. I know that um, there's a uh, there's a fierce rivalry between the Illinois Tornadoes and the Wisconsin Selects, yeah. uh, a high school program. They play for, a, is it the Cody Cup? Is yeah, it? the Cody Cup um, here and there. Play down in uh, Lamont at the Blaze yeah. Complex and then up in um, Madison. Uh, Cottage Grove played there, and then in Cedar Grove at the Chargers home field. Um, but it's always good fun playing against uh, the Tornadoes, especially back in the day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you, you you talk about this base of, of potential players to feed into. I mean, 60 or 70 kids at the high school level is an amazing group to have. I mean, you could ideally field two sides. So it really sounds like there's a lot of promise and opportunity. Um and I think what needs to be sold to some of these guys that used, you know, they wrestled, they played football, they they like contact, they like to be aggressive, is that there is the opportunity, you know, in college and after college to engage in athletics. And I think if we sell guys on that back, that they don't have to stop playing, you know, out of high school or college, there's a lot of opportunity to really grow the sport at the men's club level. And I think it also with that, um, not just at the men's club level, you still have the opportunity to go and pursue what you want to do as a professional in rugby. You know, you have that opportunity now in the United States. Um, I think growing up, it was, um, you know, a lot of guys my age or in high school, again, my team was mostly focused on, you know, footballs, wrestlers, football players, wrestlers, 
And, you know, a lot of guys that maybe didn't think that, you know, rugby could be a career for them. Um, it could be, you know, the start of what you want to do as a professional or look at as that in the United States. So, you know, being one of the only guys, um, there was only a few of us that really took rugby, you know, outside of the, you know, going to college for it and stuff like that. And, you know, it's just kind of just setting that up here um, in Elkhorn for, you know, to show guys that, you know, you don't have to play football in college. You know, you don't have to wrestle. You know, you could if you really love playing rugby, you know, there's opportunity out there for you to go to college, earn a scholarship and to, uh, you know, play the game at a professional level. And that's what it is. Cheers. No, you're good. Thank you. Here. I'll Thank take you care. very much. Awesome. Leave that no for problem. Paramount. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So, again, we'd like to stay, thank Stillwater Coffee, the baristas here, our uh, just you know, delivering our coffee outside. It's that added touch that makes um, such a great place to enjoy a cup of coffee and then obviously have some good rugby conversation. Um, we really enjoy it. So uh, thank you to Karen uh, and Kevin Seeger again for uh, providing us with this platform. Uh, let's move forward and talk more about your rugby experiences as you continue to develop. You went to American International College. Folks out there know it as AIC. Um, so talk a little bit, if you could, Karen. Um, AIC, uh, how did you end up there what was your um you know why did you decide to go there uh how did you get attracted to you know from the midwest to a program out east um well i'd always looked to in anything i was going to do for any sport uh, go to college and i was looking to kind of leave the mid uh the midwest um with the kind of style of rugby it was i wanted to see something different um, i wanted to play you know against different competition and see how the game was outside of the midwest and um my teammate here in elkhorn he uh, was fortunate enough to go to the All-American camp, and he got scouted by them and ended up going to – he was a year older than me. He um, he ended up attending AIC before I had actually even heard of it. Um, Who was that? Uh, Tristan Lind. Okay. Um, he good buddy of mine. Um, he kind of got me in the feel of it. Um, I was looking at you know, schools like Lindenwood, um, mm-hmm. University of South Carolina, Arkansas State, some of those big schools out there. Um, and AIC came on the radar and happened to – you know, I discovered more information about them. I realized that uh, they had, you know, a guy that was kind of leaving, uh, was graduating um, when I was entering. So I was looking for that starting role right away um, to get into Division One rugby. And I looked at AIC my senior year um, and kind of just hit up them, see what they were about. Um, and, you know, after I did my recruitment trips at Lindenwood in South Carolina, I went kind of went to AIC just as uh, last, you know, see how it was and see how the team was. And I just really enjoyed the team camaraderie and um, the talent they had. Um, they were a big sleeping school. Um, you know, we, when I went to school there, we were always called underdogs, um, you know, there for the grind, see how it is, you know, play against those big schools, especially in what would have been D1 college rugby. And it was a, it's a very small program out in uh, Springfield, Massachusetts. Um, but it's uh it's good. It's very good rugby. Um, I can't thank AIC enough for, you know, taking a shot on me four years ago and uh, getting into what would have been my college career. Yeah. Now, AIC, you're not the only product that AIC has put into the league. I believe there was a draftee last year that went uh, that was drafted. Yeah, two draftees. Um, it was Louis Satama mm-hmm. and Tommy Clark. Uh, Louis yep. had gone to the Austin Gilgronies and ended up finishing out with Atlanta. And then uh, Tommy had stayed with us. Uh, unfortunately, when Dallas had dropped out, yeah. um, Tommy had got picked up by Seattle. And they had a good um, season over there, rookie season. Yeah, he and he got some minutes, which is always good to see. Yeah. You know, a young guy, 21, 22, getting some minutes uh, in the league. It, it, and it was awesome. Right, 
Um, so, uh, um, you know, it's a, you said you said something that struck a chord, Carm, and you talked about, you know, why you picked AIC over some, ob, you know, obviously some really quality schools, including AIC, you know, schools that are perennially powerhouse, you know, top five, top six in the nation, Lindenwood, Arc State, et cetera. And you talked about the fact you wanted to, you wanted to, to find your spot and start right away. Um, and I just wanted to touch upon that for a moment. For those young guys that are looking to progress and go into college rugby, I think your thought process is really something they got to think about themselves. Yeah. Like, you know, I always say this, you know, in the my, my son's own recruitment, you know, what do you want out of your experience? You know, do you want to start right away? Do you want to go to a school in which, you know, um, you know, it's, it's pretty deep and it might be tough, but, you know, it's going to be, a, a, you know, a, a really a high level environment. Um, you know, do you want to go to a social program that's, you know, you're going to have a lot of fun, you're going to have some rugby and you're going to have, you're going to have a lot of fun after the rugby, or do you want to go to a program that you're going to build that maybe uh, has a lot of growing ability to do? So um, it's interesting to see that you really gave some thought to um, what did you want out of your experience? Um, so when I originally left, um, I never, when I was a, in high school, I never achieved the uh, high school All-Americans or anything like that. And, um, you know, I knew the next goal, you know, was trying to get that U-20s call. And um, I knew if I had gone to a big school, I wouldn't probably get minutes um, just because of the amount of talent they had and the, the depth that they had at those big schools. It would have been tough for me to get on the field in those first two years and be able to, you know, stand out. So when EIC, um, you know, it, it's Springfield isn't the best city to go to, but it is, uh, you know, it's it, it makes you as a team work harder together. Um, and, you know, it makes the team, you know, get closer together. And after seeing that on my recruitment trip and just, you know, meeting the guys and seeing the talent they had, I had went into uh, on my trip. I had played in a touch session with them and just seeing the quality of the players. I was like, you know, I could really learn here. Um, and I had that opportunity to start right away. And, uh, you know, that was a big thing for me was go in there, try to make as big as an impact I could, um, you know, try to get the teams or, you know, to nationals or to win a conference or something like that. And, uh, you know, just keep working with them and those guys that they had. And, uh, again, try to get AIC rugby on the map. You know, it was also part of that was, you know, I'd really like to, you know, being here in Elkhorn, um, you know, we weren't a big, you know, we're not a big known high school rugby team, uh, especially in the state. You know, a lot of, not a lot of teams, um, you know, may know who we are. You know, every single time I see Elkhorn rugby, the oh, where's that at? You know, I gotta say it's close to Lake Geneva because um, that's where most people know where it's from. Um, but that was kind of like my mentality: is you know, let's see what we can do with this. You know, let's see if we can compete at that high level and show these other big schools. Like, you don't you don't have to go there. You know, you can do what you want to do and go to a different school and try to compete at that top level. And that's what I you know wanted to think about when I heard. That's what it was my goal when I went to AIC was. You know, get in there, make an impact, see if I can get that U20s call and um, go from there. And that's awesome. You know, again, uh, it it really uh, magnifies uh, the reason why somebody goes to college and what they want out of their experience. And the fact that you're trying, you know, you want to put another uh, college rugby program on the D1A map. Uh, and I think yourself and, and of course, Louie and Tommy uh, have really done that. AIC is 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 a well-known university for um, rugby and, th and that's great to see. And, and I commend you guys for, you know, uh, having that inspiration and desire because it, it, that's the way rugby is going to grow. We need more programs uh, and we need more programs operating at a higher level. Uh, and AIC is one of those. Um, I want to move forward uh, in, in the conversation uh, and talk about, you know, your, your process then from going to college to now becoming a professional, right? Um, 
first of all, I want to talk about that progression. Um, I, I know for those, again, that, that follow the Rugby Ramp podcast show, they know that I'm a huge NOLA fan. Uh, and so I was really ecstatic to be able to uh, reach out to uh, reach out to you and have a personal conversation with you. Um, you were drafted by NOLA. Talk a little bit about, because uh, I know Fitz does this, he likes to get to know players. He likes to have yeah. those conversations. Um, talk about that process. What were those conversations like as you talked with Fitz, um, you know, and, and potentially knew that they had their eyes on you? Uh, so I um... – I actually originally entered into the first rugby draft. Uh, what was it last year? Tommy and Luke yep. and I got into. I was just trying to throw my name in there. Um, you know, I could have graduated early if I wanted to, the semester early, and competed in that last MLR season. But, you know, I just uh, came to, you know, I didn't get any of the calls or anything like that. And it was just, you know, telling myself, hey, you got to keep working, you know, to see how the senior year was going to go. Unfortunately, I didn't get to play any games with COVID. But, um, and then, you know, luckily enough, you know, just working hard, trying to get as many much film as I could for this season, getting that call from Fitz. And uh, it, was a, it was a good conversation. Um, you know, it was actually him and I were playing cat and mouse that whole day. You know, he had called me. I was busy. I called him back. He was busy. And we actually end, finally ended up getting a – have a phone call late in the afternoon. And, um, it, you know, that's what he had told me in the conversation was, you know, I'd like to get to know you. Um, I'd like to know how, you know, players are, you know, where you come from, um, you know, adversity that you had gone over uh, or had to deal with in your rugby career. And um, conversation was, you know, just uh, tell them where I'm from, you know, how I've had to travel a lot to find the rugby I've had to find um, to grow my game um, as a player outside of Elkhorn uh, in the state of Wisconsin itself, you know, try to get my name out there more. Um, and it was it was a good conversation. Um you know, him talking about, you know, and I had just gone to New Orleans for the first time uh, in May for the CRCs. So, um, you know, going to the gold mine and visiting New Orleans and, you know, all the cool things that comes with the city. And, uh, you know, is uh, just asking me about how, you know, same conversation we're kind of having here. You know, yeah. where are you from? Um, stuff that you've, uh, how is AIC and players like that? And, yeah, that's kind of just what the conversation was. And, you know, he when I got the call on draft night, um, that's kind of where he was. The conversation was good. Um, he really enjoyed the person I was, personality I have, um, my strive to work to get better um, in rugby and just in anything in life. And uh, you know, that, that was the good conversation we had. Cool. Uh, probably you're you're a Green Bay fan, Packers fan. Oh yeah. Okay, oh, that yeah. probably didn't hurt Fitz. I mean, I know no, he's in the uh, Wisconsin area and he's a big Green Bay fan, so you probably had a few conversations about you know. What should Aaron Rodgers do? <laughs> it was, uh, I actually had no clue that Fitz <laughs> was from Wisconsin. Um, I had heard from a couple of my teammates or coaches at the Barbos and uh, Green Bay that um, Fitz was actually from Wisconsin. But that was actually the conversation I had after he had called me. I had no clue <laughs> that he was from Wisconsin, you know. Um, so once I got the call and we had talked about it more about that, he had actually been from and, played for Wisconsin selects and uh, made a big impact in this Wisconsin rugby community. It was really cool, um, you know, to be able to have that conversation and, you know, fill in, you know, get that opportunity with Wisconsin rugby and show that, you know, we are a force here and, you know, we can compete. And that was a, and the whole, uh, you know, Packers, you know, a great year. You know, I think Eric Rodgers should have been the number one player in that NFL top 100. How do you win MVP and not be number one, especially yeah. with the season he had? breaking his own records. Um, but, yeah, go Pack Go, baby. Yeah, Aaron well, Devante. You're, you're making my, my partner, even though it's from New York, uh, you know, Scott, the big guy, Ferrara, uh, he's a big Packers fan. He 
he's an owner. Uh, I don't know how that translates to making decisions on ownership, but you know, he is, he, he owns his share of stock. So you're making him cry right now. So shout out to the big guy. Um, so I want to move forward, talk a little bit about those conversations with Fitz. Has he talked at all about what position he sees you developing and playing with, with Nola Gold? Um, yeah. So we had, uh, talked about it. Um, you know, I had played a lot of scrum half growing up um, all through Elkhorn. I was pretty much a scrum half, played a little bit of wing and fly half there, but not as much as I played nine. And uh, with, you know, going through AIC, I really wanted to develop my game to being that utility back. Um, it wasn't about just being a strict um, scrum half, strict fly half, strict fullback. You know, I wanted to be able to be good at all three of those positions. And, um, you know, that's kind of my mentality was, you know, if I can be good at all three of those or compete at those three positions, you know, I might be able to get some time. You know, and, you know, it's, that's what was kind of my thing. If I can have those, that utility, um, it might be able to get me on the field better. And that was my thing is, you know, if I can get on the field, I don't care where it is. If, I mean, if I had to prop, I would prop <laughs> if I needed to. I mean, it really didn't matter. I tried, you know, it came from learning all the positions in the pack too. You know, what the second rows do, what the props do, um, flankers and eight men. You know, I kind of just try to teach myself and at those trainings, you know, uh, what are we doing here? You know, like, how do we get better in this? Or if I ever needed to. You know, I played hooker in sevens, you yeah. know, when we went to nationals. So it, it, I wasn't playing nine or ten my normal positions. Um, I kind of just did whatever I had to do to get on the field. And when I had talked with Fitz about it, you know, we had talked about, um, you know, the conversation we had is, what would you, what would you like to do? Um, you know, what position would you see yourself as a professional in, you know, in the MLR? And um, you know, it was still hard to tell him that that you know what my final idea would be. Uh, you know, he had mentioned you know trying to get me in in some positions, you know, maybe one week I'm playing 21 on the bench coming in for the back of nine, or maybe I'm playing 22 or 23 coming off the bench playing 10 or 15. So, you know, having that utility like him and I discussed was, you know, a big thing and why he had, uh, I think he had chose me in the draft was, you know, being able to throw me wherever it was needed um, in any position. And, you know, that's kind of what I've done now with the Chicago Lions playing with them. It's, uh, you know, I told Coach Graham Scott that, uh, you know, put me in wherever, you know, wherever you need me, wherever I can be beneficial. Um, that's kind of just how it was in the conversation, um, position wise, in a sense. But you know, it's it's tough designating one position for myself. Um, I still have that conversation every day. Like, where do I want to pursue it as? And I still tell myself, like, work hard in all of them. So, yeah, it's a, I think that's a lesson for young guys, right? I mean, um, don't lock yourself in a position. Be willing to move to different places, mm-hmm. especially. Uh, especially at the lowest, you know, like when you're first learning the game, if you're, if, you know, uh, in, even in junior high school level, uh, because you don't push in the scrums and because there are some, you know, the, uh, you know, so, some of the guys aren't as big and physical as they are, will be when they get to high school and obviously college, uh, be willing to try different positions. So you can kind of see the game from some different angles, like you said, you know, whether it's hooker, or, you know, flank or whatever, um, that gives you a little bit better idea of how the game is played and how, uh, a little bit more expansive view of how to play the game when you get into a more natural position. Um, and the, the other piece of that is, I think uh, that's one thing that that, that uh, Fitz and and uh, Nate, Coach Nate, have always emphasized. They want to be able to, you know, take guys that are willing to play different positions, and as long as they're willing to find the field um, and have that flexibility, uh, they'll they'll find themselves at home in Nola. So that's really good to see. I want to before we move on, you you talked about the Lions before we get to the Lions because I do want that to be a topic of conversation here. Um, you know, uh, being from Elkhorn, Wisconsin, I mean, again, United States is is only is that uh, you know hopefully that growing sleeping giant, uh, but it's not to the level obviously England and and, and New Zealand and Wales. You know, who are some guys that you watched? 
uh, play rugby at the highest of levels that you really modeled your game after or really kind of said, yeah, um, that's a guy I love watching. Today in the professional level. Yeah, yeah. Um, I watch a lot of uh, Southern – I mean, I I watch a lot of rugby, um, a lot of international rugby, um, a lot of, you know, again, having that 9-10 background, um, 9-10-15 background. I watch a lot of uh, Antoine Dupont, um, Aaron Smith, um, Odin Barry, Richie Mwanga, Andre Pollard, uh, Finn Russell, um, Stuart Hogg, Liam Williams, some of those guys who have really have that uh, cap. I mean, Owen Farrell as well for England and um, growing off of them and watching how they play and the style, the difference in style from the Northern Hemisphere rugby. Um, you know, and I'm, I really couldn't even choose, you know, my profession or my favorite team in the world. Um, of course, you know, I'd, I'd probably have to say the All Blacks. But um, just, you know, I like to see the difference in how the gameplay is, of you know, difference in, you know, even French rugby versus the difference in Irish rugby and the Pro 14, Top 14 Premiership, um, then down to Super Rugby and Lower Hemisphere. So it was some of those guys that just kind of just seeing how the style they had, um, how they set up the game, especially in the playmaking positions. um, And that's kind of seeing how they play or like this, just the structure and how, you know, I'd love to be able to get in one of those like uh, training rooms and just listen to what they talk about. Um, you know, how do they play their strategy? How they differ between each week and different teams? Um, you know, like I know this week, All Blacks just won last night against uh, Australia. Oh, um, you killed it. I was, I hadn't watched the game yet. Dang it. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, next week they got a big test against uh, the Springboks yeah. that um, be good. have a really good squad that just came out with the win against in the Lions series. So, you know, that it's going to be a tough, tough match um, for both squads, and it's exciting to see. Yeah. But I, I think, for again, for um, young rugby and aspiring rugby players, uh, one of the themes to come out of that that really resonates is the, is the willingness to be a student of the game. Uh, don't lock yourself into a particular style, whether it's Southern or, Norma, or, or, or Northern Hemisphere. Uh, be willing to sit down and watch. Um, a particular player and compare that player just in style and how they play the game to another player at the same position and the willingness to adopt pieces from each and bring that into your own game. I think that's, a, that's again, another one of those qualities that probably shown through when Fitz and you have those conversations. And while we're on that note, I want to throw a big shout out to all the folks down there in New Orleans, both my personal friends, um, you know, Benji, DJ, uh, Dougie, um, uh, Adrian, and of course, uh, Tim Falcon and his, uh, all the NOLA gold family. Hope you guys are well, uh, devastated by uh, hurricane Ida. Um, and I hope you guys, uh, rise up like you always do and, uh, show your strength as, as people and your willingness to get back, uh, into regular rugby life. But, um, you know, my heart, heart goes out to you guys. Um, I wish you well, uh, through this very difficult time. Um, so, uh, I want to I want to start to move forward a little bit. Um, you know, um, what are what are some you talk about your gameplay? I want to I want to ask you this, and this might be a tough one for you. Um, what are your What do you think your strengths of your game are that you really uh, believe show through every time you play? And what are some of the things that perhaps you you want to work on? Uh, as a player when you get down and only in that professional training environment? Um, I've been, my biggest, I think my biggest 
attribute as a player is not anything skill wise. I think, you know, I'm, I'm very big on being coachable um, and learning and, uh, you know, leadership. Um, it's just how, how well you carry yourself as a person. Um, and that's kind of big on me is, you know, how if you can be a good person in life, I think that will, you know, carry over in anything you do. Um, you know, my goal every day is at least try to make somebody smile. No matter what it is, if you're giving them a compliment, if you're making them laugh, something like that, you know, just ha- how can somebody have a better day in, you know, their life? And transitioning to rugby, um, you know, I, being coachable and being learn- you know, learning, I, I think my biggest thing is my IQ just because I have watched so much rugby and really studied the game. Um, you know, count, watching countless hours of the MLR, countless hours of international rugby um, league play, um, down even down to the NRL, watching you know actual rugby league, it's kind of just um, you know, and that transitions because you know everything you do in rugby, if it's with rucking or if it's with tackling or your passing, kicking, whatever it needs to be, you know, that's all fixable, um, and you could always get better at doing that. You know, you'll never have the best pass in the world. Yeah. You know, you're never going to be able to top Aaron Smith, and um, it's if you can really grow, you know, that's why I kind of like when I was being, when I was a captain at AIC, I, you know, I told all my players, I was, Hey, you know, really learn the game, watch rugby. And if you need help watching rugby, like, you know, let me know because I'll show you what you need. You should look at, you know, how you watch your position, how the, how your position works in the you know, style of the game. And um, that's what I feel is like my biggest thing is, you know, just having the IQ to, you know, really learn how to play like real rugby. And, uh, you know, growing up here in Elkhorn with that smash mouth rugby, you know, I, I didn't learn as much as I did. And that's why I had traveled to AIC to really grow my game. And, you know, learning from those guys just in conversations that, you know, you and I are having right now, yeah. just sitting down talking about, you know, rugby and stuff like that, you know, just being a sponge. And, um, you know, if it comes down to, you know, skill wise, I'd, you know, probably have to say I have a pretty decent pass. Um, um, being a scrum I, half, both, both yeah, hands, got a right and left. Being a fly half or a scrum <laughs> half, you, you got to be able to have a decent pass. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that was harped on all through college. You know, if you want to get to that next level, got to be in the hands at all times. And uh, I would say uh, probably my IQ, my passing, my leadership. Um, and then what, I, what I'd really like to grow down in NOLA is just, you know, how, do the, how is professional rugby played? You know, I, not, I mean, I course watching it all these years and all that stuff you know actually being in a professional environment and learning from guys um that have played you know some high level rugby you know seeing how they manage a game how professionals you know play the game of rugby and that's kind of what i'm looking forward to the most going down there and of course meeting all the guys and you know getting getting into it because you know it's exciting um you know playing with guys like tom mayer um i watched a lot of him when he played in the world 10 series Mm -hmm. um you know he he stood out to me when i was watching him play um, and now, you know, meeting guys like that, um, my boy, Andrew Guerra, you know, <laughs> capped Eagle now, hell yeah. Um, it's exciting to see him, you know, I can't wait to get down there and play with him again. And, uh, you know, just meeting the rest of the guys and just kind of learning from them and, you know, being that sponge again and just really just keep kind of growing the game. Absolutely. And you have some pretty good role models that you're going to be in contact with down there, having known many of them personally. I mean, um, you know, of course, and Andy is a great dude, uh, um, a friend of the show, a friend of mine, um, of course, Cam Dolan, obviously, you know, 50, I think now 54 caps as an eagle. I mean, um, yeah, just tremendous. And then, you know, one of the guys uh, I suggest you is really talk to is Nick Peaks. Um, he was one of the original interviews in the Rugmaster Kick episodes with Nick coming from, uh, of course, the Linwood program. But he's one of those guys. He's He loves coaching young guys. He loves helping teaching young guys. He is a utility guy himself. Hook up with Fixie. He's a, a mongoose. Yep. He's a he's a great dude. Um, so yep. I, I, uh, I remember watching or you know competing against or 
hoping to compete against in college. You know, so yeah, I know he had attended Lindenwood, and you know the squad they had. Um, you know, it was uh, it was cool watching him and uh, seeing you know his game. You know, he was just a stud in college, and really you know performed and really showed how much skill he had. And yeah, it's gonna be exciting. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll get him and JP Eloff back, mm-hmm. and uh, it'll be a really good environment for you to be in. Um, I, I, you know, we got a couple more questions for you and as we start to you know, wrap it up. But one of the things I want to ask is, you know, you're playing with the Chicago Lions right now uh, as a men's club. You guys just played as of the recording of this interview, the Detroit Tradesman narrow loss, I think a two-pointer 2018. Um, was, was that move to train and play with the Lions a decision that you made kind of on your own? Or is that something that uh, Fitz kind of said to you in some of your conversations, hey, look, you want to uh, grow this summer and be ready to be in the NOLA training environment, um, you know, go see Graham Scott, go play with the Lions. Um, so Chicago clearly has been um, the best Midwest squad um, in Midwest um, and for high-level rugby. Um, just And, you know, living kind of close to Chicago, you know, we're an hour and a half out. Um, yeah. I have family, you know, I, I grew up a good amount of my beginning of my life in Chicago and um, – I knew I liked you for a reason. <laughs> so I uh, living down there, and it was kind of just you know playing for Milwaukee. I'd, I'd really truly love to keep growing Wisconsin rugby and you know get it to that top level like the Lions. Yeah. Um. You know, and the Lions. You know, when you Lions are so well known, you hear the statement, "Oh yeah, we played the Chicago Lions." Oh, you know, so you know they're a decent squad, and um, you know, I've always been in pursuit, you know, of trying to get better at rugby, no matter what it is. And um, no, no offense to any of my Wisconsin boys, any of my coaches, uh, Milwaukee, WRC, Green Bay, um, but I think just the level of quality, like talent level and the quality of rugby is just better down there. And, you know, the conversation I had with Fitz, you know, he had asked me, like, what are your plans to do for the fall? Um, and, you know, I was, you know, was debating to either go play with uh, Milwaukee or Madison or you know, Chicago was on the front line because, you know, they had just won that national championship in sevens. And yeah. I had gone and played sevens down there two summers ago for a couple weeks just to see how I feel. And it just didn't work out with the drive and how busy I was at the time. So I ended up playing with uh, Wisconsin and um, actually Milwaukee at the time. And it was just uh, the conversation Fitz and I had. It's, you know, after seeing all my options, um, you know, I'm 45 minutes away from Madison. I'm 45 minutes away from Milwaukee. And, Chicago's really not that far of a drive, especially if you can make it with no traffic. Um, it was, you know, the opportunity, you know, I, if I want to be a professional rugby player, um, you know, I, Chicago was the place to set yeah. yourself up for, you know, the, to get prepped for the MLR. And, of course, the amount of talent and MLR players that they have come through their program, um, like Nick Feeks and J.P. Yeah. Eloff, um, some of those guys. It, you know, I, I just knew that, you know, if I want to keep growing, and it was a good step. Um, and unfortunately, you know, with the unlucky loss yesterday, it still didn't change the quality of rugby. I still think we played an unbelievable game. Um, I still think we're just going to, you know, this is just a start. It was week two yesterday. Um, like Coach Scott saying, we just got to get better. You know, not I or anybody like that. You know, we as a team just got to keep growing. And I think we're going to have a really successful season. Um, I'm really excited to see what's going to happen forward. Um, can't wait to get those other draft picks up here from, you know, NOLA to come play with us in Chicago. And, um, you know, they're going to love the city. Chicago's a great place. Um, you know, it's just, it's good time. Um, and you, you know, you're just going to keep getting better. Um, so I'm going to fire some quick ones at you. So looking for some quick responses here. Um, and I want you to be able to throw some shout outs. Cause you talk about your boys, people from the Southern Wisconsin area. Um, 
who are the mentors that help, have helped you develop? So um, I throw some shout outs here. Uh, I can't think enough of my boys at AIC, um, Matty Jones, Jahad Kabir, uh, Nick Franklin, um, Christian Ortega, Tommy Clark, Luis Atama. Um, I, I, I really can't even think of the amount of guys, uh, Daryl Bagley, um, Kyle Brown, Kyrie McFarlane, Igor Swaraska, just a bunch of my boys at school, Sulu Scrivens, um, just uh, all my boys. Uh, you know, we grew together. We, grew, we just grinded together. And, you know, I can't think enough of them. Um, I can't think enough Cole Koopman up in Green Bay. Um, you know, he's been a big part of me uh, ever since when I was in high school playing selects, you know, growing with him. Marcus Satavu um, of, uh, I think it's New Haven. Is it New Haven? Yeah, New Haven, Connecticut. Um, you know, after I met Marcus last last year around this time, you know, I, I could definitely tell him and I were similar. And, you know, he pushed me at that time. I wasn't, you know, I was out of, I was out of rugby. You know, COVID was, you know, pushing everybody. I was like, man, you know, like, do I just want to keep working? Do I just want to play? And, you know, Marcus gave me that push to, you know, hey, you know, I see a lot in you and I think you can do it. And, um, you know, him pushing me like that was good. And, uh, and I would say probably like, you know, my coach T Fletcher at AIC, uh, my former coach Rob Guyrie. Um, I can't shout out them enough for helping me get into where I am today. Um, and then of course, uh, my selects coaches, um, Fran Brunette, uh, Ed Borowitz, some of the guys, Zach Albert, that gave me a shot, you know, years ago. Um, you know, that starting with them and uh, my teammates, all my boys in Wisconsin, Matt uh, Dreswitzki, Robbie Sindic, Dan Petty, Luke Hendricks, Luke Ellis, Kevin Schmidt, um, some of those guys, you know, we just, we grind. And, you know, that's the mentality we got. And just can't cool. think those guys know. Awesome. So, um, you know, you talk about all those names. Um, name one guy down in NOLA that you're looking forward to playing with or learning from or, you know, practicing with? Who's that one guy that sticks out? I'd say Carl Mayer. Um, Just, you know, watching him and seeing how he plays and stand out that he is and being starting 15 for NOLA. um, Of course, playing, uh, man, I have to say Cam Dolan too, um, just because the experience and everything that he has behind him. but, you know, really growing from those guys and learning from them, I think, you know, especially in the positions that I play, learning from Carl, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be a good opportunity for me to really, you know, show how the game is supposed to be played in the MLR. Absolutely. So um, one last question for you here, Carm. Um, you know, as we head into the close, let me just throw this in the back of your mind. We always like our guests to be able to, you know, uh, throw a shout out to somebody or throw out a shout out to a charity or some kind of organization that's near and dear to their heart. Um, so I'll ask you about that here in a moment, but um, you know, what, it, what are some things that excite you about going down to NOLA and, and um, maybe first touch upon when do you, have you had conversations about when you plan on going down? I know they're going through some, you know, some rough difficulties, times, yeah. rough times right now. So it might be a little while, perhaps longer than planned, but what are, what's the kind of the timetable? And, and again, who do you look, um, you know, what excites you about going down there? Um, you know, I'm just, I having the conversation with myself and I look myself every day in the mirror. Um, you know, what do you want to achieve today? Um, how can you get that 1% better every day? And, um, you know, unfortunately with the timetable, I was hoping to be down there in NOLA already. Um, again, with a beautiful labor day like this, it's not that bad being at home either. Uh, you can see uh, the weather's brilliant right (laughs) now. Yeah, it's great. And, um, I was uh, probably planning on going down to NOLA the end of the month here uh, in September, maybe the last week. You know, I'm still waiting to call for Fitz, you know, talk with him on more logistics and details. 
about uh, I know me and the other draft picks are trying to get down there at the same time, you know, learn, uh, meet those guys um, formally and, you know, play with them and, you know, get to see how Nola mm. and maybe playing a social matcher here, here and there. And um, I'm just really excited to get onto that professional level. Um, you know, I've told myself ever since I was a little boy, um, playing four sports at a time. Hey, you know, rugby at the time wasn't even in the picture. And I was just like, Hey, I, you know, I want to be the professional. Like I want to make it and, um, you know, get drafted and have that all cool thing. So, you know, I'm just excited to make that next step. Um, and really just keep growing my game, you know, using it as a stepping stone, you know, hopefully in time, get, you know, get an Eagles cap or, you know, playing a rugby world cup or, um, playing in the seven series or something like that. Something cool, um, to keep growing my game and, uh, become more of, you know, a standout and, you know, over time being, you know, in four or five years, really being, you know, hopefully helping Noah uh, get to that MLR championship. And that's really yeah. what it is, is getting down there and grinding, you know, with the boys. And, um, you know, because I'm all about teammates. Um, I, you know, we could push each other to get better. I truly, you know, nothing's going to stop us. And, you know, that's how I you know, feel with Noah. And um, I think they got unbelievable talent there. They work extremely hard. Even seeing them when they play in the MLR, you know, like, you know, Noah's a tough team and, um, and the high quality of rugby they play down there. So, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to learn. I'm excited to get better. Um, play a bunch, or play against, or play with a bunch of high-quality players. So you know, compete for jobs. You know, I might go down there, you know, and see if I can hopefully get on the squad. Absolutely, and uh, I think a couple things that again I, I like to provide tidbits for young players. And um, Carm hit upon a you know some really important pieces, um, and that's kind of setting some long-term and short-term goals. You know. Um, getting down there, being a professional, being able to be a sponge. You talked about it earlier. It's a phrase that Fitch uses a lot. Um, and then, of course, you know, the potential of, you know, trying to raise your game to the point of being selected, uh, and whether it be sevens or fifteens, um, have those long and short-term goals. How are you going to grind and get them done every day? How are you going to work towards those long-term goals? What are you going to do this week, this month, um, this season in order to, to help the progression towards a long-term goal? Before we close it out and ask Carm about maybe a little shout out or something that's important, some people or some something that's important, I might want to just plug real quick. Another sponsor, Tighthead Brewing. Tighthead Brewing is uh, Chicago's premier location to watch and enjoy quality ales and lagers um, and watch quality rugby uh, in Mundelein, Illinois. Uh, Brewster and his staff do a great job. They have a lot of different variety of quality ales and lagers um, that you can enjoy year round. And of course, you can go there to to watch. Um, we're watching actually the day after USA and uh, Canada uh, played a, a, a match there in New, uh, Newfoundland, I think St. John's. Um, unfortunately, for the United States, they, they, they lost, um, but they'll come back here next week at Rugby Town. Um, but you can catch all the fall internationals there. You can catch the Women's World Cup there. You can catch, we talked about sevens, premier sevens. You can catch them there and enjoy uh, with your friends and family and teammates. Uh, again, good rugby, uh, great uh, beer. Uh, check out. Um, Tighthead Brewing there in Mundelein, Illinois. Uh, so a shout out to Bruce and his staff. They do a great job at their uh, tasting room. Um, so we're going to close it out here, Carm. Um, anybody you want to throw a shout out to her quickly at the end or organization that's important and near and dear to your heart? Um, I would like to shout out, um, of course, AIC Rugby, um, Wisconsin Selects Rugby, Wisconsin Rugby, um, Chicago Lions, um, you know, Nola Gold, I'd like to just shout out all those programs, you know, because it's uh, it's tough, you know, being a small town kid here in Alcorn, you know, we only got a population of about 9,000 people. So, um, you know, it's not that often you get an opportunity to do what you want to do in your life and what you love to do, especially. And, um, 
And, you know, I just want to shout out the community and uh, shout out, you know, Elkhorn itself, um, you know, helping me and all my coaches here and all my teachers, mentors um, over my time here and uh, all my friends, um, you know, for pushing me to what I want to do. You know, I always get the question, you know, what is rugby? What is professional rugby? And, uh, you know, it's it's time to show here in Elkhorn, you know, what it is and see if we can get it better. And um, just a message to, you know, to anybody in life. Um, to the kids, um, no matter how old you are, no matter what you want to do in life, um, you know, always be humble, you know, work hard, um, strive to be great in anything you want to do. You know, you don't have to be a professional athlete. If you know, if you want to do something with your job or, you know, your relationship, whatever thing you need to do, you know, try to be that better person of your day. Um, you know, try to be that coachable, be that sponge, um, be that person that people want to be around to grow and get better with. And, um, you know, that's important what you know it help you in your life and what you want to achieve so shout out to everybody thank you very much and uh thank you very much for having me on here no worries it's a pleasure i'm glad you made time for us at the rugby ram podcast and hope to see great things from uh from you this uh next season in 2022 of course from you know a nola gold fan himself uh probably the biggest one in, in northern climates north of nola um but, uh, Carm, thank you very much for joining us. It's always a pleasure. Sit down over a cup of coffee and enjoy some rugby conversation. Um, and, again, reminder, uh, we have um, new episodes coming out on uh, Mondays with a run, pass, or kick interview. On Thursdays, of course, with our regular rugby rant. Uh, we're going to have some great guests coming up. And, um, once again, uh, like, follow, and share the Rugby Rant podcast show. And, again, I want to thank Stillwater Coffee and Karen uh, and Kevin Seeger for allowing us an opportunity to to share some conversation here at Stillwater Coffees. Thank you very much. Uh, It's always a pleasure, Carm. Good luck to you, sir. And uh, we will see everybody at the next. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.